Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Real Presence Live. I was just trying to make you nervous. Did it work? Yes. <laughs> this it is really did. <laughs> this is Heather and Teresa. Good morning. We're broadcasting today from beautiful, sunny Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I can't believe it's fall. Sure doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it's been really warm and you have the leaves though. So we do have leaves. <laughs> yep, you're right. <laughs> No, it's fun. We Teresa is new at co-hosting with me, so I like to harass her because she loves it, folks. You know, live on the air. You don't need to give yourself excuses. You just like harassing me. I just like harassing everybody, pretty much. Oh. So <laughs> we've got a great show lined up for you today. Lots of uh, interesting discussions. And our first one, we're going to talk about dating in the 21st century. Are you ready for that? I don't know. Well, let's pray, shall we? And then maybe, yes, let's pray. maybe that will work. <laughs> <laughs> In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most pure spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, my great protector, St. Joseph, that no one ever had recourse to your protection or implored your aid without obtaining relief. Confiding, therefore, in your goodness, I come before you. Do not turn down my petitions, foster father of the Redeemer, but graciously receive them. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. So that was the Memorari to St. Joseph. So I've never prayed that before, but I thought it was really interesting. I was looking up a bunch of prayers to St. Joseph, and I didn't know they had a Memorari to him. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was really beautiful. Yeah, short, short. So we are broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We have a lot of great guests coming up the second hour I wanted to preview. We're going to break down the sacraments, breaking down the sacrament of penance and where it mm. came from with Father Matt Miller from Duluth. So that will be very interesting. And then Father Nick Nelson, who used to be a regular co-host with us. Oh, really? Yeah. And then oh, he fun. moved to um, a small town by Duluth. And so he hasn't been able to um, get back into the ring. But he is going to be talking about why we honor Mary, which is perfect for an October discussion. Mm -hmm. So. Then we're also going to be talking about a way that we can all participate in the rosary. That's going to be the next half hour. But, Teresa, you're on the spot for the first half hour. I thought you would be on the spot. I think we'll both be. How about that? Okay. Okay. There we go. So it's, we wanted to discuss today, this morning, dating in the 21st century. It is the 21st century, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Still. Still. We're still here. So... An interesting topic, and I think it's one that has lost its appeal in modern-day culture. Mm. Or has completely the wrong view. Yeah, I feel like it's become a very polarized topic. Like, it's hard to find the balanced ground of, like, okay, why should I date, and what is dating, and how do I do this in a healthy way? It right. goes to extremes. Right. So just to put a little background on where we are in our, our personal lives is I am 
for those of you in my 40s. I'm divorced, and I um, have the annulment situation going on. And so I've actually started courting, is what I call it. I don't like, I've been dating somebody for four years now. And that's awesome. I don't like calling it dating. I don't like calling it my boyfriend. (laughs) So I'm sharing a lot of intimate things, but I think the reason behind it is my approach to dating after being divorced and annulled is completely different than when I was in my 20s. So Teresa, you're in your 20s, early 20s. And you have a lot of different experiences of dating different people from different backgrounds in your history, even. And so I think it's just kind of an interesting topic to talk about the approach that we should have as Catholics and really diving into the perspective of what that should look like. And it's quite radical, I think. Mm. Because what culture, you know, it's a very casual culture. Yeah. And so our approach is very radical and very traditional. So when you're looking for a prospective future spouse, what are some of the criteria you look for? Yeah, I mean, I guess, honestly, that's, <laughs> I'm going to say this like I'm a really old, wise, <laughs> experienced dear. <laughs> I'm still really young. <laughs> so it's, it, but it has changed a lot. Just like even in the short period that I have dated, it's, what, what I've looked for has changed kind of as I've grown in my spiritual life. And so currently the top thing that I would look for is a man who's just totally in love with God and open to the Holy Spirit. And um, I don't know that I could have said that a year ago. Um, because obviously like there's, so that's the main thing, but then there's also a lot of little things that go along with that. Right. like. Am I actually comfortable with this person? Can he make me laugh? Mm-hmm. Um, is it a two-way street, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, so my perspective as a 40-something who is divorced and courting <laughs> <laughs> is that our intention is marriage. Mm. And so um, we've, we started out as very good friends, and we keep it very G-rated. And I think that's very important to, I think, be honest with the listeners about, Mm. because I think that we need to be examples of how this can be done, because I think so often um, people make assumptions about things. Yeah. Um, He recently moved up here from a different state, and a lot of his friends are like, why aren't you guys living together? Mm. And it's like, because we don't believe in that. Okay, so that's actually something as I've gotten to know you, that's just been something really inspiring and encouraging for me because I think a lot of times when you think about purity during dating, you just like have the image of people in their teens or early 20s dating. You're like, oh, you need to keep pure. But I've never really (laughs) thought about, no, you're supposed to be pure in your state of life your entire life. And so to see someone your age being pure in her relationship, it's like, oh, wow. I never really thought about that, but that's what I'm called to do wherever I am in the future. It's like, no, I need to be pure according to my state of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Always. Awesome. Yeah. Always. Always. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Always. Because, yeah, life is long and hard. But, yeah. So I just, I think it's really important um, that we 
always, you know, that we bring it to the forefront and we talk about it and put it out there. And it's uncomfortable for both of us to be talking about on live. <laughs> yeah, we're both cringing, especially my mom's listening. My mom is in South Carolina. She's going to be proud of you. Don't you worry. <laughs> She's like, Teresa, do we need to have a talk? What's going on? <laughs> She's going to be proud of you. Don't you worry. Yeah. And I just think that my, my uh, criteria has changed so much from when I was in my 20s, you know, because I used to worry about such uh, superficial things, you know, and now, and you're wise for your age. I wish I was as wise as you were. I put out a good show. You put out a good show. <laughs> <laughs> but going deeper into finding um, somebody, I think, whose soul matches yours. And I think that we lose sight that the point of having a relationship is to help each other get to heaven. Mm. And I think quite often we forget that we look to that other person to fill in the blanks, to fill in missing pieces, to make us quote unquote complete. Mm. And really you join together as a journey. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that my brother Nick told me a few years ago, so he met his wife in college, and um, I think they had both dated a little bit beforehand, but for, but it was like their first actual relationship for both of them, and they dated, they started dating his sophomore year of college, and then they got engaged his senior year and married after that. So they had been together for a while, and meanwhile, I'm just like totally obsessed about like praying to find like the perfect vocation like discerning every little thing like overthinking it thinking what is god wanting me to do and then finally nick's like you know Teresa, soulmates don't actually exist he's like you can make it work with anyone you can make it work and god doesn't have a plan a or a plan b so Hmm. it's really a question of like can you be friends with this person do you like this person? Do you want to love this person? So it's all free will, mm-hmm. uh, which really put things into perspective for me. It's not just like me floating along, seeing what's happening. I need to make like concrete decisions and decide what my standards are and what I'm actually looking for. Because it's true, you can make it work with anyone. Like, however happy that marriage will be, like, depends on the situations, but, um, According to my brother, anyway, <laughs> um, you're, you're not called to marry a specific person and that's it. But you are. I don't know. It's kind of nuanced, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? We all are. Yeah. Because I, I had, a, you know, my first husband, I had my challenges with him. Mm. And in the end, it was his decision to leave. And so as a Catholic woman... That was a very, very tough thing to swallow. Yeah. But um, God was still there, even through all of these decisions that we make. And he already knows what... So it's like that whole (laughs) debate on, you know, free will. (laughs) You know, God already knows what we're going to choose. And he already knows that I was going to walk that path. And Mm -hmm. he already knew I was going to have those challenges. But he let me go through it anyway, you know. And I've learned so much by doing that. It was hard. It was yeah. very hard. Um, would you say if you hadn't gone through that experience, like if just say if you hadn't, if you hadn't even been married before, um, do you think, do you think you'd be able to be in the relationship that you're in now? No, 
Absolutely not. Hmm. No. No, absolutely not. I think um, you learn so much. Uh, my ex-husband was is still an addict, and that's a whole different dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, being married to an addict. And it taught me um, codependency. It taught me the differences between um, 100% being a we, which is kind of hard to explain, but that it also taught me how to be my own person, you know, by not everything he does is my responsibility. And that was really, really, really hard to figure out. Hmm. Really hard. Wow. Yeah. 15 years hard. (laughs) That's a tough pill to swallow. It's like, no, he's actually his own own person with free will. Don't we have that problem with so many people? Yeah. False burden bearing. Yeah. That's a loaded topic. (laughs) Well, you know. Uh Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, I'm Heather Caro. I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting today from the back room of the mustard seed. We love it here because we both work here on the weekends. People are like, aren't you guys from the radio? We're like, yeah. But you work here too? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And Teresa and I are just taking this first half hour to kind of talk about dating in the 21st century. And hopefully, we don't have everything figured out, folks. Um, Hopefully, trying to put our perspective of dating in the 21st century and sharing it with you listeners. Um, not everybody has it perfect. We don't. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even fake that answer. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, so we're just trying to share our perspective and our approach to dating in the 21st century, but we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with real presence live after this. So. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world, or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thanks for joining us for Real Presence Live. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) I'm glad you showed up. So we're running a little bit late this morning, not going to lie. Yeah, it was fine. We are fine. Friday morning, October already, fall, we're talking about dating in the 21st century, folks. Kind of an awkward discussion, <laughs> but I think it's important to have these awkward discussions because mm-hmm. I was sharing with uh, you listeners that I'm in my 40s, divorced, annulled, dating. Teresa, you're in your 20s. And then I also have a daughter who's 18. And so we're just kind of talking about our approach, not necessarily that we're perfect at it. The signature Heather and Teresa approach to dating. <laughs> I'm trademark that. We're going to write a book. <laughs> People are going to be like, that was a waste of seventeen ninety nine. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. No, but we're just talking about, you know, how things have changed in the 21st century. Um, I know that you've been on at least one date in your past, Teresa, I'm not going to put you on the spot too much, but what kind of expectations in the younger crowd, um, you worked at a college, you had experiences with that. Um, what expectations are with the younger generations when it comes to dating? Is it, uh, always like, how would you describe it? I mean, honestly, um, I guess I've, experienced dating in different situations so um so i'm not sure that there's like an across the board answer right i'd say with like kind of any community or group of people there's going to be vastly different expectations um like i worked i worked this one job where the expectation was to take them home the first night and that was kidding and if that didn't happen well then see you later um and then on the other hand, like working at the Catholic college, um, there's really different expectations there too. Like basically if kind of a st- exaggerated stereotype, but if people are sitting together at mass, that's how you find out that they're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so talk about like, uh, culture today. Um, every time we turn on the television and I have, I gave up cable and I kind of feel like I'm, um, I don't know, because it's like, and then I have Netflix, and then I have Hulu, (laughs) and then I have Peacock, and you know, like all these different things. It's like, well, have you really given up? You haven't. Mm -hmm. You know, I still watch programs, and I'm finding it harder and harder to find programs that I think are appropriate. Mm. Okay, yeah, just to add to that, I've encountered the same 
thing. Like just, just in the way I think about relationships is strongly influenced by whatever TV program I'm watching, whether I'm aware of it or not. Mm. Um, there've definitely been some shows where it's just like, um, it portrays like the totally romanticized, oh, you meet somebody. Okay, so like a typical Hallmark movie, right? <laughs> All right, let's go there. Hallmark, ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, caveat, I do love Hallmark movies. I do too. <laughs> but I've started to like just see them for what they are, totally romanticized, fantasized story. That's not really how relationships work. Right. Um, but for a while, I was realizing that through watching those movies, I was putting this expectation on all my relationships to look just like that. Like, you know, there's a moment where you both realize you're in love. And, you know, some theologians say that love at first sight can happen to some people. Like, yeah, it's actually a pretty fascinating topic, but typically that's not how it happens. And I was always expecting that to happen. So putting an unrealistic expectation on a relationship like that. like So you were waiting to inherit your grandmother's farm in a small country town? <laughs> Pretty much. Kidding. Find a man who loves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Didn't happen, did it? <laughs> but on the flip side of that is also the expectation to like not trust a relationship without having a reason to not trust you know just like Mm. expect that the guy is going to be while he's dating me to be like flirting with other women or Mm -hmm. you know like cheating on me or like doing all these different things so it's just really interesting how our perception of dating like as a culture is strongly strongly impacted more than we realize by whatever is putting on the media and it's not grounded in reality. Right. So what does it say about my view of relationships that I really like to watch monk? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that. (laughs) No, but I think it's so true. Uh, You kind of touched on it a little bit before on how we tend to think that it's all emotional. And I think that's what Hallmark movies and different movies are portraying is that you just have this un- unquenchable thirst for the other person. Oh, yeah. you know, and yes, there is desire there. Yes, there is that connection there. But I think you touched on it earlier. It goes deeper than that. It's not just a superficial thing. It's just not all emotional. You have at one point have to make the decision to love that person. And mm-hmm. it is a choice. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of our culture is falling into the rhythm of marriage and divorce. Marriage and divorce is because they think that it's all that high. And it's not. Yeah. You have to make that choice over and over to love that person. I would also like to throw in, though, um, just the counter side of that argument is it is a choice. So um, I, I've known people who have gone on multiple dates with somebody and like everything on paper is perfect. Like a really good Catholic man, like all, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, but I don't want to love him in that way. Yeah. Um, everything's fitting, but I just That's don't. fair. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that we have the free will to take a little bit of like, okay, it's not all about the emotions, but well, of course, emotions it has to are be beautiful. <laughs> so, it does have to be there. 
Yeah. Well, and I just look at my daughter and the things that, you know, you try to protect your kids as much as you can. Um, and now she's at college. So good mm. luck, mom. You know, good luck. And yeah, that's a tough. You just pray for them and you just pray that they're making good choices. But just the the social media that they're exposed to. Yeah. Um, when her and I have conversations um, about dating and things like that, her perspective, I always try to keep the Catholic, I always keep the Catholic view on it, but um, the dramatic change, the dramatic difference between what I and the Catholic Church believe in when it comes to dating <laughs> versus what she's being told on social media is so yeah. different. Yeah. It's so different. We definitely come from a selfish me, me, me culture. Mm. And it's really hard to try to explain to her that that's not normal. Yeah. So any advice that you would give to an 18-year-old, my daughter, you know Celia, on, okay, so you're indated with all of this information now. How do you not get lost in that mix of all of what's quote-unquote normal now? Mm. Probably, for me, the most important thing would to be intentional about your prayer life. Mm. Um, because I'm just looking back to um, summer of 2020 when I was working that job where you had <coughs> worldly expectations of your date. Um, I wasn't able to go to the sacraments because of COVID. And so my prayer life definitely wasn't as structured as it should have been. And just like my whole perception on, like I was absorbing a lot more of their thoughts and ideas about yes. relationships than I even realized at the time. Yeah. Um, and so the missing point for me was, well, two things, um, intentional prayer life, but then also surrounding yourself with a community who Amen. does support those ideal ideas. So like finding the Newman Center on your campus or just talking with friends back home who you grew up with and know those or going to mass and looking around you and seeing who else is there because those are people you can reach out to. That's great advice. That's great advice. Oh, so, thanks. You're welcome. Self-prayer, uh, prayer time. And then I, I love the community part. Mm. I think we need to be a community of supporters for each other that, you know, the approach that you and I are taking in our dating lives is okay and good mm -hmm. and not, you know, be like, you know, his friends are like, that's just crazy. You guys aren't living together. Yeah. You know, it costs twice as much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, like, it's true. Yeah, we are aware. We well know aware. how bills work. <laughs> we have been notified. Thank you. <laughs> but then also just not falling into expectations of society, mm. you know, or even family members or mm. friends, you know what yeah. I mean? And just knowing your truth and just doing the best you can. Yeah. So, well, that was a fast half hour. Yeah. Catholic dating 101 with Teresa and Heather. Tune yeah. in again. We don't really know what we're talking about folks. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am pretty excited because we have a great lineup of guests this morning. Um, Rosary coast to coast. I don't know if you've ever participated in that. I 
But Thank that's you. coming up. And so we're going to talk about how every single one of you who are listening can join us. Um, and then we're going to talk with where did reconciliation mm. come from? That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I am too. And then Father Nick Nelson with honoring Mary. So it's October and the time for that is now. So any last thoughts for our listeners before we have to go to break? That's a big no, isn't it? That look on your face says, no, Heather. No. I'm still working on okay. my third cup of coffee. <laughs> well, and I think I just want to say, um, to just a reminder to keep praying, keep mm-hmm. the faith, um, just keep God in the middle of it all. And I think that's what my gentleman friend and I try to do, is keep God in the middle. We have a date night every week, and it starts with Mass. So that's awesome. You know, I think just keeping God in the middle and um, he does some wonderful things. Yeah. Bigger than you could have dreamed of. Like his intentional love for you is ridiculous. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, folks. And when we come back, we're going to have father David, (laughs) David Dusick on the line. And we're going to be talking about Rosary Coast to Coast and how you can participate uh, coming up this Saturday or Sunday. Sunday. I think it's Sunday. Sunday. So stay with us, folks. We're Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we'll be back in just a minute. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 